Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Cast Doom Eternal Review. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr., and joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Andy, how's it going? I'm doing fantastic, Bless. I'm keeping safe. I'm hydrating. I'm taking a lot of vitamin C. I hope you're doing the same. Oh, dude, I'm doing all those things. I'm taking the vitamin C. I'm hydrating, making sure I'm, I'm staying at least six feet away from all my neighbors, from all my roommates, <laughs> trying to stay I'm healthy. E- I'm eating healthy, Bless. Uh, yesterday, I consumed only sunflower seeds, so I'm doing great. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, you're yeah. you're killing it. Speaking of yep. people who are killing it, Imran the Don Khan is also joining us. Imran, how's it going? I'm doing well. I'm not keeping healthy at all. I decided no. <laughs> to make Philly fries today, which is a not healthy food, but otherwise I'm doing all right. What are Philly fries? They're fries with like Philly cheesesteak stuff on top. Oh boy. Oh wow. Yeah. They're they're fries that wrap the Fresh Prince theme. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they were, you put it in the oven and just the constant Fresh Prince theme for an hour. Because of Philadelphia, yeah, bless, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Also joining us <laughs> is the producer slash Slayer Nick Scarpino. Oh, what's up, everyone? How's it going, dude? It's good, man. I I'm pretty much on Imran's side on this one. The only thing I ate today was pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> i'm drinking like andy's andy's uh dosing vitamin c and i'm just drinking coke zero and eating pepperoni hell yeah dog <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. so it's so hard to not fall into vacation like uh, the yes. vacation tactics of eating like crap sleeping in way too late and st- i stay up till three o'clock in the morning <laughs> playing doom Last Dude, night. yeah, I sit up until four, and I was yeah, like, "That's about one thirty. My wife was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, oh, "I forgot, I gotta actually work all day tomorrow." <laughs> God, if people if people don't realize at this point, the vibes are probably a little bit different because we're all working from home. We're all skyping in, or not even skyping in. We're using a, 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 an application to all kind of come together and be able to record audio. And so, people on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, you're seeing what I imagine is like some sort of static screen or some sort of gift screen we don't have our faces on the screen um but for audio listeners hopefully things aren't too much different uh today we're reviewing doom eternal because this is kind of funny games cast each and every week four sometimes five best friends gather around this table to talk about the big gaming topic of the week before we get into doom eternal uh into our doom eternal review discussion it's time for some housekeeping thank you to our patreon producers james davis david mindtel mohammed mohammed momo the nanobiologist frank furter Thalia Floyd, Jesus Berrio, Amon Martin, William A. Nance, Billy Laporta, Michael Bradley, Robin Wyland, Tom Bach, Jordan Lewick, Julian Grudadaria, Max A. Blair, Cody Banks, Agent Cody Banks, Trent Berry, Jacob Pleak III, Thomas J. Meehan, Sancho West, Sean I., Evan May, Stephen Insler, Elliot Koshk, David Norridge, Ben Wolf. Adam Bankhurst, Evan Ballard, Keith Lewis, James Hastings, Quade Burnett, Casey Kern, Luke Pattison, Travis Ray, Travis Rahe, and Joseph O. Youssef. Thank you all for your for your support on Patreon. We still have a bunch of Patreon producers, so we appreciate you guys. And then uh, today we're brought to you by Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's and that's your with- graduating class of 2020. <laughs> Andy, does yeah, it sound graduate- like? Does it sound like Billy Laporta should have been a guy that got in trouble for betting on his own team? Oh my god, <laughs> of course, dude. Billy Laporta sounds like the protagonist to like the new Superbad movie or something like that. Like Billy, Billy Laporta, Laporta, I'm pretty sure was in the yeah. Departed. He got, I was going to say like <laughs> he got banished from the league years ago. Like a Jason Sudeikis movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. the great name Billy Laporta. If you're listening to this, it's my new favorite. <laughs> so let's go around in a circle and talk about our history. 
with the Doom franchise. Andy, I'm going to start with you. Are you familiar, or are you familiar? Have you played Doom in the past, or do you have any sort of relationship with the Doom franchise? Uh, the the OG Doom is a game that, funny enough, I would play on my church's PC. <laughs> uh, my dad, my dad That's kind of really. ran the finances for my church. Uh, and you know, was the one kind of dealing with all the Excel spreadsheets and all that fun junk. And when I would go uh, to church with him, like after hours, I would play Doom on the church PC, and it was super inappropriate. But it was just cool seeing because I, I was I never grew up a PC gamer. You know, I didn't have uh, I, I never really played Quake. I played like The Sims and a couple of like matches of Unreal Tournament because of some free demo that was going around on the internet, but. Yeah, Doom isn't a game that I I played a whole lot of, and so I just don't have those touchstones to the franchise like most do, but I played the hell out of Doom 2016, and I loved it, and it was one of my favorites that year, and one of my favorite games of all time. Wow. Imran, what about you? Uh, I have a similarly inappropriate story as Andy that I remember a friend's grandfather died, so we all went there and, like, as a family, went to go, like, you know, do the the nice visit thing. Chain sweater in half? Basically, yes. But the the friend, like, showed me Doom on his PC. I was like, oh, this is so fucking cool. I really want to play this game. So I ended up buying, I think, Doom for SNES or renting it or something and playing the hell out of it. I played the other Doom games over the years, Doom 64 and all that, but I never really got into it. And I think it was, like, not even Doom 2016 really got it for me. But when we played Doom Eternal a couple of months ago, I was like, oh, this game rocks. I Mm-hmm. have been missing out so i went back and played doom 2016 a couple of weeks ago then just fade, play this right now wow. and rocks has got rocks is the perfect verb yeah well how do you feel about doom 2016 when you went back and played it uh i thought the first half of the game was amazing i thought the second half of the game was a really repetitive but i mm-hmm. forgave it for a lot of that just because it was like so well paced and so fun hmm. nick what about you what's your history with doom oh man um i mean i remember playing well, let me take you back. Before we talk Doom, I want to talk to you about Wolf 3D or Wolfenstein, right? Remember that oh. game? So my my um I think it was my junior high band director was like, hey, I got this cool game for PC. It's called Wolf or Wolfenstein 3D. Or not Wolfenstein 3 Wolfenstein. And uh the, he gave me it on like 20 floppy disks to install. And then after that, I'm pretty sure when Doom came out, it was the, it was a very similar experience where it was like, hey, you have to you can install this. But it was literally you put the first one and installed it and said, please insert the next disc. So you kept doing it over and over again until it would like load it on your computer. And we played the crap out of Doom. And if I'm not mistaken, back in the day, one of my buddies, Ryan, who was actually the guy that got me at, at uh, the job at IGN. Uh, I think he in the computer lab a freshman year in high school. And this would have been 1994, 95. So this might not check out, but I'm pretty sure he was able to land connect like four computers together and we were able to play against each other, which I think That's was awesome. in the original Doom. It was just awesome so. until we got until they figured out what was happening. It was one of those situations where like the person running the lab was was an older person who had no idea you could do that. And when they saw what we were doing, they were like, you're out. You get kicked out of computer lab forever. So that was pretty amazing. But I remember playing the hell out of that. And then, of course, when Quake came out, we played that a lot. We used to have LAN parties for that as well. Um, and then as far as Doom 2016, I was sort of I uh, had the same vibe that Emron had where I played the first couple hours of it. And I'm like, this just seems repetitive and thin. And so I'm actually excited to go back and play that now that I have a little more context for it uh, with Doom Eternal. But I'm going to think I, I have to guess it's going to be the same experience, though, because Doom Eternal, I was not expecting it to be as dense as it is. Yeah, Doom for me was one of those games growing up where 
I probably played like maybe the first level or two quite a few times, but I always conflated it with like Duke Nukem and Wolfenstein. And in my as a, as a kid growing up, those games all kind of blended together for me because those were like the classic first person shooters. Yeah. And so it was. It wasn't until Doom 2016 where I became super aware of Doom specifically as a franchise. And when I played Doom 2016, that game actually kind of blew my mind a bit uh, because I, I kind of had the same feeling that Imran had when he played the preview for Doom Eternal, where I was like, oh, shoot, this is awesome. Like the the fast paced nature of this, the like the nonstop action, the soundtrack, all of it was really vibing with me. And by the time I finished it, it Doom 2016, I'd say is one of my favorite first person shooters of the Shin. It like probably one of my favorite first person shooters of all time, honestly. Like I really, really, really dug Doom twenty sixteen. And so going into Doom Eternal, I was I I've kinda had like really high hopes for it. Um and so let's talk about Doom Eternal. At this point, where are we at with the game in terms of how much we played it? Imran, how far are you? I finished it about an hour ago. Oh wow. Nice. How long did it take you? Uh who I don't know the exact hour count, but I would guess somewhere in the area of 16 to 20 hours. Nice. Uh, Andy, what about you? Uh, I beat it last night. Well, I beat it about 11 hours ago. <laughs> I beat it at uh, 4 in the morning. Uh, it probably took me close to 20, I'd say maybe 18 to 20. A um, little bit longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I I also finished it. I'd say earlier yesterday, uh, and I'd say it took me about sixteen to twenty hours. Nick, what about you? Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm not I'm not done with it yet. I'm about sixteen hours in from what you guys were talking about before. It sounds like I'm gonna go twenty hours with it. I'm like right before the last mission. Yeah, it's definitely a game that keeps going. Like we we were talking about it <laughs> either yesterday or the day before, where we're kind of we're asking each other like, okay, where we're at with this game, like how long is it taking? And I thought I was at the final boss, and so I was like, oh yeah, like fifteen hours probably, and then the game just keeps going and going and yeah, going. And so you, like you told me that, and then I planned accordingly. I was like, oh okay, fifteen hours. So I'll just give myself like ten hours yesterday to play, or seven hours yesterday to play it, and then, now I've got like ten hours left still. Yeah, when I when yeah. I told you bless where I was. And you said, oh, man, you've got about six or seven more hours. And I was like, dang, that's that's quite a while. Holy shit. And so yesterday, my plan was that after we did our sort of test stream to test out all the technology, all this over, over the Internet podcasting stuff, I was like, oh, I'll play Doom. I'll beat it. And then I'll hop online and play Call of Duty with my friends. And then uh, I was telling them like at 11 p.m. Yeah, I should be done in a bit. <laughs> Finish at <laughs> four in the fucking morning, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's like my main problem with the game is it reminds me of the ending of Uncharted Four, where that game just kept going. But it's still good. So like my my main issue is that there's just a lot more Doom. <laughs> yeah. But if you're into that, great. You're gonna love it. I mean, one of the complaints they had with Doom 2016, I remember talking to the director about this, was that the original game had, like, around the halfway point, it just started doing the same things over and over and over again, and people complained a lot about that. But I'm guessing for this one, they decided to take that to heart and make it all new, original, honestly exciting content. It just goes on for so It goes on just as long, yeah. if not longer. And, and we'll get, let's just get into our thoughts on it because I, I have like a lot about a lot with that that kind of feeds into my overall impressions of Doom Eternal because overall I think Doom Eternal is an incredible game. I think they took what worked in Doom 2016 and really furthered 
every single aspect of it like the the thing they kind of added that feels new in this one is all the platforming and all of like the the obstacles and stuff and i think that stuff works like it never felt gimmicky like every time i was doing like the wall jumping and, and climbing and all that stuff it never got to the point where i was like it it never felt like i was doing it just to do it it felt like stuff that felt somewhat purposeful given that that stuff's in a game that is strictly a first person shooter um that said overall as a shooter i think like it's it's very fast like i feel like it's faster than doom 2016 granted i haven't played doom 2016 recently i don't know if you guys feel like imran you you said you played uh doom 2016 very recently like how did how this game feel in speed comparatively because i felt like this game amped things up I'm not sure the game itself is any faster, but my mind had to move way faster because there's just so much more I had to keep in mind when yeah. I was playing. Like, it's so resource management heavy. And that's, like, not even a bad thing. It's it's more thinking man shooter than Doom 2016 was, which means that I have to constantly be moving around with an eye towards what I need to be doing next. While as in Doom 2016, it was... I mean, honestly, it was more point and shoot than this game is. Yeah, yeah it, um, 100%. It sort of reminds me of, like, one thing I enjoyed about the bigger encounters, which I had to drop the difficulty a couple of times for, um, but it, it kind of reminds me, like, of playing Katana Zero, where you you die, and then you know, okay, this enemy's going to pop out here, I'll use this thing on that, and then I'll go, and it becomes like a rhythm game, you fall into this sort of uh, this rhythm of knowing what things are going to take out certain enemies, and uh, by the end of the game... I it was weird because I felt myself either I was in the best rhythm of all time and I was just like again bless you mentioned like 200 IQ galaxy brain shit you know like I'm just like I'm seeing the matrix right now knowing all the moves I need to do but then there were some moments where I was getting frustrated in in certain um, enemy encounters and I would (laughs) think to myself how the fuck do I even get life back? Like, I forgot what button yeah. does that, you know, no, legit, it, legit, it gets that's, really that's, flustering, you know, I get flustered. I think that's when, that's when the, this game is at its most magical is when you feel, when you feel like you are seeing the matrix and you feel like you are firing on all, on all cylinders because the juggle in this game of, okay, cool. I need ammo. And so I need to chainsaw my enemies so that they'll give me ammo. I also need health. So I need to, uh, glory kill my enemies so that I can get health or I can get this, and I can get this upgrade that'll let me that'll make it so that if I freeze my enemies, then I can get health out of them also. And so I can keep that in mind and put all my upgrading into like my freezing skill or whatever. By the way, I also need armor, right? Which is a thing where I I didn't find myself caring too much about armor until later in the game where I realized that like armor is is valuable for the fact that it's another pickup that you can get and manage. And so once I kind of figured that out, I was like, okay, okay, cool. Like this juggle of all the resources and managing like your chainsaw and your flamethrowers so, so you can get armor plus like being on the aggressive side so that you can get health out of opponents like that's stuff that they introduced in the first doom where in this doom it feels like they they focused so much on that juggle that yeah like when you are in a very difficult combat encounter that uh th- that juggle feels like you are like seeing the matrix and i think that's when this game is at its best is when you when you are thinking at like a million miles per hour and you're going yeah. at certain points though it does feel like it is it, it can get overbearing like this game is way more difficult than yes. Doom 2016 oh my god um, i agree I think the biggest departure like it is it got hard um, towards the end of the game i was getting really frustrated honestly yeah, yeah. I, I, I started to too to the point where i had to like lower the i didn't want to lower the difficulty um and if i wasn't playing it for this review i probably would have kept it but there was one fight where it is like it was like three waves and each of those waves had like 
a super heavy boss and it got ridiculous to the point where I was like, if I don't lower this, I'm not going to be able to finish it. But how good is that? How good is that feeling though? The shield, man. How good is that feeling when you when you you go in and you you take down one of those guys? You're like, oh, that was a great boss battle, and then like later in the game, 15 more of them show up. Yeah, yeah. there's like, a guy. Oh. There's typically the Marauder who starts showing up in regular Dude, battles. That oh, guy's oh my like, god, suck it. it is the most frustrating thing in the world because when that guy is in the battle, your only choice is to just r- either engage him only or run away. Yeah. Or but yeah, thankfully yeah. he has a wolf dog, a ghost dog oh, that chases God, after the you. The damn wolf that dog! dog Holy shit! That dog was like a step too much. It's yeah, too th- much. there are moments where you're. Well, first off, I I, I think we should kind of go around and just say what we think really really quick about it before we start nitpicking or or just you know, <laughs> uh, I think the game's fucking incredible. Uh, mm. I, I it is so beautiful. It it's it, it's weird seeing a game. On a PS4 Pro, which I think it's running at 1440p and it's up res to 4K, but it is, it's so damn clear. Like the clarity on the models, the anti-aliasing, it doesn't look like, uh, like, for example, I'm thinking of when I played uh, Jedi Fallen Order, you know, like you play Mm -hmm. that on performance mode and it's at 1080p and it's up res to 4K and it's kind of muddy looking and it's kind of, it's kind of gross in some areas. But this game, it looks like I was running it on a PC. It's so damn pretty. Uh, the texture, the fidelity, the VFX, like everything in this game is just so... You could tell that so much heart and hard work and passion went into making this. I had a blast with it, uh, and I can't wait for more people to play it and buy it, and hopefully we get more Doom. Yeah. Imran, what about you? What's your, what are your overall thoughts on it? I, I think I still stand by what I said during the preview of... I am shocked at how much this is probably going to be a game of the year candidate, even in a year that I think is more than likely going to be full of amazing generation defining games. I think Doom Eternal is going to be up there. And I, even there, there there are issues I had with it as we were playing it. And like a lot of those are compacted by the fact that we had to play it for review and you know, that causes like time depression and things like that. But overall it's like when I finished that game, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I 100% got the vision they were going for, and that's not a thing you can say about most games. Yeah. Nick, what are your overall thoughts? Uh, I really like it a lot. I was not expecting to, especially after the first couple hours where I found myself being frustrated by the learning curve. And it's not it's not something that I expected from a Doom game, that, that there needed to be a learning curve. Um, but I'm with you guys, right? When When the game is at its best is when you're just in that flow state. And I usually think that's probably around seven o'clock in the uh, in the evening, <laughs> but come two o'clock in the morning, it's the most frustrating thing ever because your brain just needs to be firing on all cylinders, and that's a knock against me, not the game. If that makes sense. No, yeah, um, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I do think there were moments towards the end where you you find yourself in the lead up to getting a cool big item that's like, oh, this is a big story beat. The yeah. lead up to that just drags on and drags on and you're like Mm -hmm. this should get going you know like it reminds me of when whenever we review movies that we really like and it's like god this movie's so great but if you just trim the fat a bit you know Uh, again my biggest problem with the game is that it's a little too much but if you're totally down with more doom then you're gonna love it anyway i just think that pacing wise there's moments where it's like man we're towards the end and i'm still kind of doing this this uh, very weird, uh, monotonous, kind of boring stuff. like, And it's really killing the vibe right now. Every time the game goes, hey, we need to do two of these things to open this door. I was like, yes. really? Really, yeah. motherfuckers? We got to do this again? 
yeah, yeah for those me are it's like the few and far between like weird shoehorny stuff that they put in there like the whole like yeah we had to do you had to punch like the two things at the same time to open a door it's like why is this here yeah for me those weren't the frustrating points it's just that it is that sort of extra hey you're in an enclosed area and we're just going to throw waves of bosses at you yeah. over and over and over again until you get to this thing that you that you need the it just one fewer would have been nicer for me i agree yeah i do I feel totally like agree. And again, we we have to, um, you know, we're playing this obviously for review, so I was rushing through it. I wish I could have kind of laid back in it, but I don't know that I would have finished it if that so were the case. That well, I, that's that's kind of my that's kind of been a thing in my experience playing the game because I feel like when I when I first got the code, I kind of started on it immediately because it, it was like a good, it was like a weird palate cleanser after Ori and the World of the Wisps, where I was getting frustrated with that game for different reasons because that game is more about figuring things out and once i started playing doom i was like okay cool this is perfect because this is like pure gameplay which is what i need right now and i found that uh one i i think i paced myself pretty good for the first i'd say three-fourths of this game for this review where like i started immediately and played quite a bit that first night played quite a bit the next day and then quite a bit the next day and i was making good headway in terms of my uh my path toward completion for this review and i found that whenever i would get to a fight that seemed like it was going to be a difficult one um, or one that was going to frustrate me, I would take a break and then come back. And like it, there's, there's almost like a, a taxing that this game has on, on your brain where if I, if I get to a difficult fight and I die over and over, over and over again, and I hit that frustration, once I like take a break and come back, I feel refreshed and re-energized and I have a, an absolutely amazing time coming back to it and having fun getting into those difficult encounters because now like my brain is back to like firing on all cylinders and getting back into that that juggle of like armor and and health and all that stuff yeah there's Um, nothing worse than there was nothing worse than being in the midst of a battle and you're frustrated beyond all (laughs) comprehension and then you get soft locked because you have no more ammo left and there's three super enemies like hunting you down and all you have is your chainsaw, but you can't saw them. So it's just like, well, I guess I'm just going to die here. And it's moments like that yeah. where where it, it is like it's not the game's fault, but it just it still sucks. <laughs> like the, uh, if I would have yeah. just re- if I would have managed my resources better in the prior fight, I would have been better. But y- you get so flustered sometimes that you just you're just like, oh, I just want to kill everything. I want to kill everything. You know, I'm so like there's so many things coming at me. I'm getting uh I'm getting body blocked in hallways by these giant enemies. I'm trying to, um, I'm I'm trying to glory kill this one guy, but this guy with the fat dudes with the fucking shields that they project up are blocking me. Good lord, like <laughs> it, it just gets really, really frustrating. But I think a lot of that is just uh, again the the Katana Zero um, um, Hotline Miami mindset of. You die several times, but now you know what path to take, what enemies to take down first, uh, and and it becomes a cool little like dance, you know. Yeah, I got more I frustrated really- with the platforming than I ever did the battles. Honestly. Oh really? I love the really? platforming. That's weird. And most of it's fine. There's like the occasional times where it's like, well, I don't. They do a very good job by saying green lights are where you need to be. Yeah. But then there's this like occasional issue. Was like. Okay, is this a green light I'm looking for? Or was this a green light that led me here? Or I can I can't see the next green light because I'm going to a platform that is about to fall and I don't have that much time to look for the next one. Is that the one? Can I make that jump? And there have been 
one or two times in the game. Not, I would say three to four times in the game where that would frustrate me. Unless there was one time where I just could not find my way through the area straight I, up for like I know exactly minutes. which time you're talking about. Is it in like, like an office park building? No, it was like in a highway kind of thing. And like there was a part where you have to fall down a tunnel and then there's a tunnel to the side. Okay. And I just could not figure that out for some reason. And like I was there just killing gargoyles for like 20 minutes. I couldn't like figure out how to get through there. But there's times like that where the game does an usually excellent job of signposting where you're supposed to go. So there's a few times where it doesn't do a great job feel a lot harder on you yeah my um my, i've only had a couple little gripes with the platforming um one of which was and i don't know why this is a thing now in in modern game design but i hate that you have to hit a button to cling to the clingable walls like i cannot i don't understand why when you it used to be when you got close to an area that you could climb up your your character would automatically just grab onto it maybe i'm completely crazy but the fact that i have to hit an extra button to climb up a wall annoys the hell out of me um that and if you're going to introduce a water underwater mechanic please do it earlier in the game because man this thing pops up 15 hours and i was like oh we're going underwater now and you can't jump out of the water and i'm like the guy can dash through the air twice but he can't jump out of the water this is (laughs) the most frustrating i lost three extra lives underwater because i couldn't i was like i can't figure out where to go that won't let me get out of the water that is exactly the part i was mentioning earlier where yeah, the game, uh, you, you kind of wanted to keep going and you want that momentum to keep driving you forward. And you're trying to get this damn item, but now you have to do the underwater poisonous toxic waters bullshit. And and, and it was at that point I was like, I just want this to end, man. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am at odds with myself right now. Um, I, I kind of cheated, though, when I played uh, this game because I used my Astro controller and I set my dash to my back uh, paddle. And that I, I cannot recommend that more, guys. Like that, that, that way of that method of playing these games, if you're playing on a gamepad instead of like keyboard mouse or whatever, uh, PS, uh, PlayStation makes their official back paddle attachment, uh, which is fairly cheap. Or if you have like a, like a scuff or an Xbox Elite controller or whatever, it's so helpful. I, I, put, I put my jump button on my left click because uh, that's how I play Overwatch. And then I put my dash on my... Uh, on that back paddle so i never ever i rarely took my thumb off of the right stick and that made uh maneuvering and getting around the world a lot of fun and it it was uh, made a little bit easier for me so i'm glad you mentioned that andy because like so i played doom 2016 on mouse and keyboard i played the preview for doom eternal on mouse and keyboard i thought mouse and keyboard actually functions for these games way better than a controller not only for the reasons you mentioned of like you constantly have to take your hand off the the analog stick to do things that really should be using the analog stick at the same time. But also just like simple aiming things like the precision bolt doesn't feel as good on a yeah, controller. I'm with you. Like oh. the when we're doing the original Doom Eternal preview, like there was a the introduction of, hey, hit the Architron like with the Arachtron or whatever they're called, with oh, the, the bomb guns. on the turret. Yeah. And I could do that every single time with massive keyboard. I was fumbling with the controller until like eventually you kind of get used to it. But I still think like this game is made for a mouse and it kind of feels a little worse on the controller. Well, I, I do imagine think having oh, the extra key strokes on the keyboard as well for, I mean, like it's, it does. One of the biggest problems I have is that you have to, you have to constantly remember like switching between grenades, for instance, is, is yeah. always clunky for me. And I imagine mouse and keyboard would solve that problem. I threw a grenade out every single time I wanted to change a gun. Like even I, by the I, end I, of the game. 
I never switched the grenades. I kept it the freeze <laughs> all the way. I didn't even want to bother with that. Oh, and also, yeah, like changing between uh, the, the gun, the gun mods no, was never. another thing that I tried to stray away from because that because having to hit the D pad while you're in the middle of a battle is just kind of like it's, it's the same problems I have with Apex. Where whenever I play Apex, I also have uh, uh, the D pad is set to uh your health or your grenades and i have those set to the back paddle so i don't have to worry about the damn d-pad um i I do want to mention the uh the one thing i really really enjoyed and appreciated about the detail put into this game um is the enemy degradation Mm -hmm. when you are shooting them down and seeing their bodies wear away uh, I think it's so badass and cool. so well done, especially and for the bigger bosses when you can see yeah. like the meat on their bones. Yeah, yeah. It, it it show it not only shows that you know without having a, a health bar above them or whatever, without knowing how far away they are from dying. I think it helps a lot visually, but also it's just cool as shit. <laughs> like yeah. it's just so badass. Yeah. Another thing I really appreciate about it is that in, in spite of everything, it's very linear, which I really like. Like it, you don't feel like like the last game I played that had this deep of an upgrade system was Rage 2. And it's such an open world game that didn't really have too much going on. And the fact that they've kind of stuck to that traditional design of like you're pretty much starting at point A and a point B. And it's for all intents and purposes, a straight line is is so fun for me, at least because I don't feel the need to have to waste countless hours exploring. Because I yeah. didn't because I felt like I had to beat it for this review, I didn't do a whole lot of exploring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know that the I kept on unlocking those maps and I didn't really uh, using the maps didn't become a part of my meta until like the last seven or eight hours of the game where I, I just kind of forgot that it was even there. Honestly, like I never really opened it in the beginning, maybe half or three fourths of the game, two thirds of the game, maybe. <laughs> and towards the end is when I finally started using it uh, and seeing where the uh, the the, the crystals and all the stuff are yeah, the crystals yeah. to upgrade your suit and all that stuff yeah are you kidding me i hit a blessing because um in the in, in the ship there's there's those uh, batteries you can install and then you can get the perks the weapon mods or uh or the uh, the, the suit mods and uh there's a costume upstairs and i thought i had gotten i hadn't hit the map in the in, in your ship so i didn't realize there were two very important crystals at the bottom of it so i was like oh yeah. i'll get this costume right now and then i hit blessing up i was like is this thing just cosmetic and he's like yeah dumbass <laughs> I basically did the exact I same thing. Like, it. I opened that one. I was like, "Oh yeah, that should be all of them," because I got the top row first, and yeah. I didn't even notice the bottom row after. I was like, "Oh shit, these the are way more important." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will say the, co- the, the one of the costumes is great. Um, the same one that Nick hit me up about. That's the same one I got first because I was like, "This costume is." is How do you hot. change him? Uh, I, I think you have to go to the main. I know you can do it from the main menu. And I you have to do it from I the menu. It. That's kind of dumb. Yeah, I don't. There might be a way to do it in game but i'm not sure no, the way i, I did it, was, i think the was prompt says go to the main menu for any weapons oh, and, yeah, like, and like customizations like, so one weird. one thing i'll call out is something i actually really surprisingly enjoyed was the story actually kept me going for some of the more like boring parts where i was like oh i just kind of want to see what happens next i want more of this lore there's some of the stuff we can't really talk about yeah. but like it was very cool to be like okay i want Whenever at a certain point in the game, like whenever I got one of those codex entries, I immediately hit the button to go re- actually read what that was. Yeah, I felt myself like ignoring some of the lore where uh, basically like uh, I'll make an analogy here. Basically, the Silmarillion <laughs> where like uh, some of the lore Every is time. like telling you like crazy, crazy old stuff that 
you don't even really uh, encounter a whole lot. But the lore that I found myself reading was more of like the current world of like, oh, this is Ark and they are stop. They are trying to protect Earth and all that stuff. That's more of where more of the lore that I read. Um, I, I want to recommend to whoever uh, when you start playing this game, it's easy to sort of get caught up in the heat of battles uh, because they're so intense or whatever. But when you're done, just take a second and look around the world. Like just, just oh my fucking God. take a gander. When so you like are f- in outdoor arenas, when you're in outdoor locations and it's calm and you got nothing to do, just fucking look around. And the environment artists, the the VFX artists, character models, everybody just did such, such a kick-ass job. Uh, like looking out and seeing giant uh doom slayer looking mechs yes with yeah. like like sort of like uh um brushed up against the side of a building and you could tell that it died in a big battle and there are giant skyscrapers that are falling on each other with huge satanic glyphs burned in on them it it's so goddamn breathtaking dude this game it like i cannot it's such a technical marvel that this game runs this well and looks this damn good on a on a console on a, on a current generation console did you guys see that one bunny? No. So no. in hell, I fell down like this mine shaft kind of thing, and I like just found a cage, and all that was in the cage was a bunny. That was it. That's psychotic. And I do not understand what the deal with that bunny was. I hope Probably someone like an inside me. joke or something like that. Maybe, yeah. Of John Carmack. But it was like the only bunny in the game. It was like animated. It was like a very alive, hopping around bunny. Did you shoot it? I tried to. It did not okay. work. Okay. I find that this game has an interesting sense of humor also because like when you get certain headshots or when there's like a certain enemy, uh, I forget what it's called, but like the floating head guy where if you get the glory kill on him, you like grab his eye and tongue and rip him out at the same time and it makes like a, like a pop sound. Uh, oh, the pop sound so, is great. That's also the headshot yeah. sound. Yeah, the headshot sound. Yeah, like that. that I, I always found that pretty funny whenever that would happen. Um, yeah, I spent a good portion of last night because they have the uh, the weapon upgrades. When you get the full of the, for the rifle, one of them you have to get. Uh, I think it's like seventy five headshots, and so I spent a good portion of like two yeah. levels just backing off and just plop plop, just popping people's heads left and right. And it's <laughs> so clicking heads, unbelievably bro. gratifying. That and like the uh, I forget what the big floating um, ball monsters are. Caca demons, but you know, yeah. getting them to swallow a stick of grenade for a second and they have that funny little oh animation. Is, uh, yeah, is, is right that, that, that became such my meta of like whenever I saw them immediately go to that shotgun, throw Hell a sticky yeah. grenade in their mouth. Um, I, uh, I I think this game has a very obviously like self-aware humor that like it did in 2016. Uh, and there's a lot of cool nods, very action movie type moments, almost like like it reminds you of like last action hero sometimes in a way where there there's a sequence towards the end where you're, you're running through a building and you keep falling through the fucking floor yeah. because the floor caves in and it's all purposeful like you fall through to get to the next point and that's it's designed that way you can't really not do that but then there was a part where you're running and you're about to fall and he catches himself as a way to be like fuck i'm tired of this shit like i'm tired <laughs> of falling through the goddamn floor and it's just it it's little things like that that just show that there was so much love put into so many different areas of this game. It's it's really awesome. Yeah, I, I want to talk about some of the upgrade systems and stuff. But before we do that, let me tell you about our sponsor. 
As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't that great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. We all know the story. Greg moved to San Francisco from Illinois when he first got his job at IGN. His credit score got screwed in the process. With Upstart, that wouldn't have been the case. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. That's the next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is top ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry up to upstart.com slash kind of funny to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kind of funny. But yeah, like some of the the upgrade systems at first, I was like, this might be a little, a little bit too much because it feels like there's a system for everything. It's in way terms too of much. Upgrading. <laughs> yeah. Like it start like when you first look at it, it's like okay, you can upgrade your guns, you can upgrade, I guess your suit, you can upgrade your, you can get runes for abilities. You can, I, I think there's like one that I'm missing out on now, but like there's quite a few upgrade systems. And at first, I was like, this is a bit much. By the time the game kind of wrapped up, I found that I had maxed out quite quite a few of those in a way mm-hmm. that felt natural and in a way that made me feel super powerful by the time i finished the game and i i think overall like i i, I really like the upgrade system i think it's just a touch i think it's just a touch too much specifically with the weapons mods because you you kind of develop your way of playing and i'm looking and i have like right now i'm looking at my screen i have two that i could that i could have gotten at any point i just don't use them like that so i'm not i'm not incentivized to upgrade everything fully other than just to have a completionist attitude about it. And it's the same with the suit where I'm like a lot of these upgrades, I don't care if the barrels come back, you know, it doesn't really necessarily matter to me. It's just, it seems like that's that added layer of, of too much that they could have scaled back to have this be a, a lot more of a, a streamlined playthrough or playing. The, the suit ones are weird because like those upgrades are not nearly as important as the animation makes it seem yeah. like here's just like ghost of night giving you a coin that you can spend for a single suit point of which yeah. many of these are like five points it's like oh it'll make your grenade like drop help more health which is still cool but like i feel like it should have been a bit bigger and more like grandiose considering like i guess the lore behind upgrading your suit well, it's the same, yeah, they, with the, with the same with the runes, right? Where you can only pick three, so why are there nine? I guess. Yeah, I, yeah that was a, that was a problem I, I for kept, me. Where like I, I didn't change mine at all after the first. Yeah, because yeah. you get used yeah. to it. You have to train with that, and if you want to, you have to retrain your brain to have those other abilities. And it's this not even not good at incentivizing that. I guess it's not really that. I just felt like the first three that I unlocked are the most were the most beneficial to me. Yeah, because you can pick and, and choose. Never, like you can. Yeah, go I never really want to experiment. The first three you want to go with. Yeah. I, I didn't really feel the need to experiment with the rune set because I don't need a I, I prefer having the this better sort of cooldown or whatever as opposed to controlling myself in air better or slowing myself down in midair. Like the other the other the initial runes that I unlocked were just sort of my go to ones and every time I unlocked a new one I'm like, All right, well I guess I'll just go through this animation. <laughs> 
Yeah, at a certain point, I stopped caring about the runes that I was unlocking because I was like, I'm not going to change the first three I picked because I picked those first three for a reason because they're like the best ones to me. Um, and yeah, like Nick said, I got a certain point. It's like, this is what I've been playing with. If I change it now, then I'm not going to feel equipped or like something's going to be off in the way I play. Yeah, you're and usually so you're using a new technique that you and then have to like play, you know, you haven't played with for five hours. So it's going to be way different. Yeah. Uh, I did like the the Praetor suits. Is that what they're called? Like the the coins that you put into yeah. your suit for the specific upgrades? Because I found the ghost that, knights. Yeah, like even though I would say they should have switched, as far as like the collecting them, they should have switched maybe those around with the master tokens. Because the master tokens, uh, which are the tokens that let you master your weapon without having to do the challenge or whatever, like mm. those things are just like coins in the world that you just like come across, and they don't they don't seem consequential when you first see them. But when you pick it up, it's like, oh no, this is a huge thing. Like this will allow my gun to get really like a lot better. And so maybe they should have switched that around with with the the shrine people that would hold up the the Praetor suit coin. Uh, that said, I I enjoyed those upgrades. Like I found that. Uh, being able to take those and focus them all on like my, my ice bomb, for example, made it so that my playstyle was exclusive to that ice bomb. Like that ice Same. bomb took me like took me far. Um, along with, I think I got to like the environmental uh, upgrades later on, and then I forget what there was like one other upgrade thing that I I put all my coins into. But being able to tailor maybe. the ways in which you're powerful, I think, uh, made that a lot more made combat a lot more engaging. Uh, and fun for me because I got to like really focus on like okay cool what's what are the guns I prefer all right I'm going with the sh- the super shotgun because now I have it so that my um my grappling hook uh makes and it so fire. that my en- my enemies are on fire and once I got that it was over like that, that's how that, I played the game from then on yeah that was the first uh, mastery upgrade that I got and I was like oh okay I see where yeah. this is going this did is you guys a lot get better. the slow time also for your rune. Uh no, I mean no. I have it. I haven't used yeah. it. Is it good? I mean, I it's have it, but incredible. I didn't use it. Oh like, wait, wait. In, in, in when you're jumping with... in in midair, or the one yes. where you were about to die. When you're jumping in midair. Oh, I used the one where you're about to die. Wait, so there's I didn't the, even know that the, was one. There is a rune right that you could that you could uh, unlock. That is, if you're jumping in midair and you press L two, it slows down time oh, for when you're in totally the air. Put this on. That in conjunction with the grappling hook. In conjunction with that grappling hook being on fire, oh my god, <laughs> it is incredible! It it was like it's it legit changed the feel of the entire game to where now like because the game is fast, right? You're going, 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 and then once you get to the point where it's like, okay, cool, now I'm gonna slow down time because I'm gonna grapple hook onto this enemy, and you get like that, you get a good two seconds of being able to re reorient yourself and be like, okay, cool, this is where everything's at. Uh, I'm gonna once I shotgun this guy, I'm going after this guy over here. Be able to plan, plan those things in your mind in the span of two seconds. It was a, it's a magical feeling. I, I highly felt recommend like, people go for that slow time thing. I felt like every second of the game, I just kept looking at my damn ice cooldown and being like, I need to freeze these goddamn snakes, dude. Like, <laughs> like I fucking oh, yeah, I the hate them. And I want to give I want to give the designers a huge shout out right now. I don't know if this is too big of a spoiler, but this is the best minigun they've ever made in a Doom game. Before you used to get one and it used to slow you down and you were as fast as you are with any other weapon. And I'm like, that is cheating and I love it. Yeah. The second I got that shield, I was like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yes. I back myself it, into a corner and I just I just go. So yeah. when when me and Imran went to preview this game, they talked a lot about combat chess and basically like learning like the lessons of doom and all like a bunch of stuff where i was like whatever like it's a bunch of fluff um it's you marking your game i get it but i think the like the reality is like 
each each of the enemies in this game has a specific weakness or ways, to, like well, like maybe one or two ways that you can take them out easily than 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 others. Yeah. Um, and it becomes rock paper scissors. Yeah, it becomes rock paper scissors, and you know every combat encounter feels like they are placing pieces on a board, and they're like, okay, cool. This combat encounter, you're gonna get, you know, a bunch of the um, I forget what they call like the low level enemies because they have Pons. like different names. Fodder. For them. Yeah, oh, fodder. You have. Yeah. We're gonna place a bunch of fodder here, and the fodder are basically just for you to get your your health or your armor or your ammo from. Um, but then we're gonna place like the cockademon here, and then we're gonna place the the demon with like the rocket launcher on his back here, and then we're gonna place uh the, like this super demon over here, and that's gonna be the first wave, and then the second wave would be this, and and they kind of have that that rotation going, and they have like a specific kind of chess set that they're placing for placing for you, so you can like solve this problem, and you know when you when you get into the flow of it and you, when you get in when you get to the point where you're like okay cool this cock i'm pretty sure it's the cocky demon because there's like two flying dead he- or the flying big the bigger demons. one is like the more upgraded version the icon yeah. of pain i think they called him the icon of pain yes yeah. so when you get to the cocky demon which is i guess the smaller one right you know that you're going to use your your uh, rocket launcher or not your rocket launcher shotgun your shotgun grenade, gr- grenade. Gr- yeah your shotgun grenade or your grenade launcher that's on your back you're going to use one of those to take that guy out but also for the big old guy, if he has a shield on, you know you're gonna have to blood punch him, um, and 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 get that off. And when you have like, like placing those pieces out there and and trying to figure out in your mind, like okay, when I'm gonna when I'm say you're you're doing the katana zero thing where you're dying over and over again, right? You're going into the next encounter, or you're going you're going back into that encounter thinking like, all right, what is the approach I need to take that I didn't didn't take last time because I what know worked and what didn't first. work yeah. yeah like what worked what didn't work who's coming up first like who am i gonna take out first um at what point am i gonna use my chainsaw like what's the order of operations here that's gonna take me far and it's such an interesting type of game design because the game literally tells you how to beat every enemy there's yes. no guesswork it breaks I mean, the fourth wall a lot that way it's really like, cool li- I, i've never seen a game before that i that i can think of where every single boss fight you get to they're like it there's a it pauses it and says this is exactly how you beat that person good luck like you yeah. know what I mean? it's really <laughs> and interesting you, and it trains you to do that and the reason it trains you to do that is because they want you to know the mechanics of it and you have to work that into the bigger strategy of the, that chess match I, yeah I, I think that definitely lessens the frustration but I, I i think a big reason why they do that is because not only does this thing have very specific things that it's weak to but there's also other fodder around fucking you up while yeah. you're trying to do the thing specific to killing this demon. Uh, and yeah, and, and those, I, I was watching uh, the, the no clip um, sort of video with, uh, with Hugo Martin, uh, Daniel Dwyer's YouTube channel. And um, yeah, it, him just talking about how the big enemy encounters, you know, they're very specific and they have certain ways to take them down. But what makes it harder is, you know, those small shitty demons that are now super easy to kill. Now they are just pests and they're annoying you. And how are and you have to use them for resources. They are your ammunition. They are your armor supplies. You know, it's just it's really cool. It's, it's a really interesting way on how to build uh, boss and, and big enemy encounters. And that strategic yeah. like chess idea behind the game is like one of the things I appreciated towards the end of the game, even though it became overwhelming at some point. But the fact that like there were occasional monsters that were, oh shit, I just got to drop everything and this is the guy I have to focus everything on right now. Like I constantly kept at least some BFG ammo in the chamber for in case there was a arch vial. 
that came up and he's the guy who has like the big flame and makes a big army oh, of flame enemies man. it's like yeah. oh those guys if, oh, if anything God. happens like if he ever comes up i need to have a bfg gun ready for yeah. him that was the first time i put the game down to the easy difficulty because i was confused <laughs> the first time he showed up because yeah, they, they have they, they didn't explain it yeah, yeah just, they have, i thought well, it was a totem i thought i had to find one of those totems i was like why that, can't i find that, this thing that's the exact thing that happened to me is I got to that combat um, encounter and I thought there was a buff totem and I searched and searched and searched and I couldn't find it. And I was like, why am I not finding this buff totem? And so I put it down to easy because I was like, all right, we're getting to the bottom of this. I'm going to find this thing. And then I realized that it was him that was yeah. like doing this. That was having a similar effect. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah. Is he the only enemy they don't really introduce you to like it, big enemies? Yeah, they do it after you kill ones. him, I think. You son of a bitch. I, I, I saw it. I looked it up at Codex later because they have like the more of an enemy you kill that it shows you like tips sure, later. Yeah. So I just wanted to see a tip to see what it was. It was like, yeah, just kill him. Like he's the he is the main problem you're going to have. So just go yeah. behind the flame. He's the, he's the ringing bell woman in Bloodborne. Just yes. Bloodborne over the weekend. What a great game. Good Which Lord. is why I knew how to do like what yeah. that was immediately. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a Bloodborne shit. So I had to go yeah. look for whatever new thing I had not seen yet. But yeah, it's it's funny how towards the end of the game it feels like they start giving you you feel like you have multiple cheat codes at your disposal. With like, you do literally like, have cheat codes at your disposal as well. Oh, well, you do have you do literally have cheat codes, but there are like you have multiple weapons that are like one hit weapons towards the end of the game. Oh yeah, because that's, yeah, that's the, the um, like level you're, that you're playing at towards the end. You you sort of start hitting these curves where, uh, you know, the game gets difficult towards the middle. And then once you have the adequate power-ups, then it becomes easier again. But then these next guys get introduced, and then you find the next thing to bring up your armor and your health, and it all becomes sort of like this this give and take. Um, and yeah, yeah, I found myself towards the end kind of fairly frustrated with a couple of the boss fights at the end, um, mm-hmm. where I was literally saying out loud, like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, there's just, there's so much going on. Um but one thing that was really impressive performance wise is that I had like maybe two times where frames dropped. Yeah. The, the game just runs so goddamn. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, my, I, don't think I ever experienced butter. frames dropping, though. I My game did crash a couple of times. Oh, um, really? I, I didn't. I was also like, I was also like doing some things where I was fucking around. And at a certain <laughs> point, I was like, I might have deserved that crash because the. I like was in a very heavy combat encounter, and then I then started up like a secret encounter, <laughs> which you can find in the world. And so I did uh. that, and then I went to like a like like started no clipping on a certain, or I tried to start no clip clipping on a certain part of the map that I definitely shouldn't have been doing. But I was trying to like see if I could uh, progress the objective without going through the combat encounter because I was being ignorant. And then my game crashed, and I was like, I deserve that. I was <laughs> the game. The it's really rewarding to go exploring. Like I found a lot of moments where. Once I got into the groove of looking for the extra sort of nook and cranny that I didn't explore earlier, finding that cool new power, finding that cool collectible, um, it is. Uh, did you all go down in your ship and and go to your room? No, not yet. Yes, no. I did. Yeah, I didn't do that till the end of the game, and it's just cool as hell. It's so funny and so. It, it's just so silly to personify, and I love, by the way, in the notes how it's. Uh, if you read some of the codex from the people who run, uh, I'm oh Ark from the people who are kind of running Ark, and they're like, there's been there's been sightings of Doom Slayer, aka Doom Guy, is what he goes by sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if you go if you go down to your room, you basically just have a little like kind of bedroom office set up, and and you have a little computer desk, and it's really adorable. It's really cool. I there was a really well acted like 
I'm usually not a fan of like those personal voice acted diaries and games where you have to like stand in one place where they like exposit a monologue to you. But like it was like Jennifer something, the scientist uh, who was describing her like research on the Doom guy, and it's like surprisingly compelling because it's so well acted as she slowly starts to understand like yeah this is not just a human he actually might be a god they were so long though that was my they were very that, long that's a great they mother were. pet peeve and i'll never forget him saying that he's like one of my biggest pet peeves is when you start playing a voice log and you walk away and you can't hear it anymore i'm like just let me hear it because <laughs> I, I did the first one yeah. and the second one she when she starts talking about maybe he is a god i'm like all right you're not a scientist anymore i don't need to listen to you. <laughs> you're ridiculous also, who yeah. are you? <laughs> You're like new character that's going to pop up in the game. Whatever. Uh, I found that like some of the story stuff, like I, I appreciated the fact that they kind of tried to 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 go some places with the story, but overall, I felt like it. One, it was it feels like it very much takes the back seat, similar to how Doom 2016 was. And then two, the stuff that I was paying attention to during the story sections, I. I found entertaining. I never really found compelling personally. Like I always, I, I always felt that like, you know, during the voice lines, or whatever, she has a specific, specific line that she delivers towards the end of her uh, voice logs where it's I was really like, cool. I thought it was, I, I thought it was cheesy, but I thought it was like entertaining <laughs> at the same time. I was like, Which I just do it in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't yeah. know. I didn't listen to it. I walked away. <laughs> it's more, it's more that it was. And that was one of the few ones that I listened to by the way, but that was towards the end. And it, uh, it, it's it is cheesy it's over the top it's fast and furious like we, we're this is like uh silly ass popcorn action shit and ultra violence and but it's it's kind of a mockery a, of it and it's just really funny and and badass by the way this game i like has one of the best starts of any game ever oh the yeah. I sat down and I knew that I, this game was going to sort of be like that. So I, I put my sound bar up to like fucking, uh, I don't know, 11. No, mm-hmm. it's probably too loud for my neighbors downstairs. But I put my sound bar up hella high and I had like the boom and bass. And just the just the sequence of, of how the music is playing to the camera cuts. And, and I'm sitting there with like actual tears in my eyes because I'm so fucking stoked. <laughs> it was Not just like sick. It they was do a so really good sick. job with music as well when you're about to like the music starts ramping up in parts mm-hmm. where you're like something is gonna happen and then right as you pop out into like into one of the the bigger fights it just hits and it's death metal and I don't even like death metal that much but it's it gets you going good oh it's so sick about the soundtrack the soundtrack is great it's great like it definitely lives up to the first game like by the time I got probably halfway through. Uh, like well, there, there were there were portions of the game where game where I where I um would listen to a podcast while playing uh because any game that doesn't have much story I kind of like to do that because it helps me play more like it helps me get through more of the game without taking breaks and so after I after I finish the podcast put my headphones back on so I can hear the game music again and legit like it it makes a world of difference when you're mm-hmm. hearing that heavy metal like blaring and, and I think I think the fact that it's so over the top. And that's for me. I didn't play. Um, I didn't play Doom twenty sixteen. So I don't. I really have zero context for the story other than what I can kind of extrapolate from the first fifteen minutes of the mo- or of the game. But realistically, that's kind of all you need because what you know what you're what you're gonna get is a ridiculously over the top, violent, hyper 
like action packed experience and that's all that matters let me just tell you this nick there's a there's a woman and she's pissed off and she's like we need to harness this energy called argent energy and then samuel hayden's like no we can't do that we got to use it for something else and then you kill her and then samuel hayden uh kind of sends you into this game and that's all you need to know bro that's all you need to know man yeah Mm -hmm. okay well Demons, angels. <laughs> the, w- one thing I loved is uh, uh, there are some moments towards the end of the game where the um, and by the way, I'm probably way wrong on the lore. So, so I, I know people will correct me in the comments. I'll, I'll never know. <laughs> I won't know. <laughs> I, I, there are some really sort of drastic soundtrack changes towards the end of the of the game that I really enjoyed where, where it suddenly it's it is not heavy metal at all. And it is yeah. sort of weird and eerie, but like. It's sort of that weird sort of positive creepiness to it. There's just a lot of really great stuff done with sound design in this game. Before we get into listener questions, do we have anything uh, left to say specifically about Doom Eternal? Nah, man. Play Doom Eternal. It fucking rocks, dog. Yeah, definitely. Like, It's going to be very easy, especially with everything else going on in the world, to kind of let this game slip by. But honestly, if you love Doom 2016, or even if you didn't, if you just want a good first-person shooter... Definitely give this game a shot. It's, I think it's well. It's one of those first person shooters. Plus, we talked about this the other day. That like, what was the last like really great first person shooter? Like a ten out of ten. This is not quite a ten out of ten, but I feel like it's probably it's up, up there. there. It's up there with like, like Titanfall two for me in like great first person shooter campaigns. Yeah, I have I have a I, you, I have a reader question for you guys. Was, was there a Slayer map on the? Was there a Slayer gate on the first map? Did I miss it? Dude, I didn't do any of the Slayer Gates. Oh, Me either. At some I point, I was like, I got to review this game. I need to get the fuck out of here and just go. Yeah. Oh, I did five. And I don't <laughs> Jesus, know if Jesus. there's a sixth one <laughs> in the final mission. And I'm like, if I can't get this stupid thing now, <laughs> damn it. Just, just don't do it, bro. Just don't even worry about it. Bro, you're I'm to, one away. You're able to like mission select, though, right? Like, yeah. You might be able to go back to it. And you oh, can, can go you back with cheats, but you can't do Slayer Gates with cheats on. Okay. But you have to do that from the main menu? You, uh, you can you can choose your level from or you can level select from the ship from yeah ah cool I'm gonna do that real quick then yeah. see the, the, there is a thing though about the the story that I like even though I played Doom one I, I'm very much on the side of bless where I like it doesn't really mean a whole lot it isn't hitting me like it should um, dude bad I guys just, are bad you got to get bigger guns to beat them that's the story yeah of yeah like I, th- those th- I think there are some significant sort of story beats that are supposed to hit you and you're supposed to go holy shit but for me yeah. I was, it just does, my, it didn't really hit me in those ways there was that's one aspect that like i really did like as somebody that like does remember doom from the old days i was like mm-hmm. okay that's really cool but aside from that i was like okay i i just want to see where this is going because they're doing a pretty decent job of like at least leading me on to tell me the immediate relevant lore and that's what i want to hear yeah, there yeah, are a true. couple of sequences where you get story beats that I thought were well done. But I, again, like the rest of the game, it's kind of so straightforward and like, let's get in, get out that, that I didn't I didn't mind either way. Yeah, it feels way more aesthetic to me than like it, do, it doesn't feel like real meat to the story. They're not going for, they're not trying to evoke any emotion other than adrenaline and testosterone. Yeah, like yeah, I feel like you, whenever you go to like a new location or they name drop like. Oh, he, like say like okay, you're going to hell on earth or whatever. Like it feels purely aesthetic in a way where I dig because like it's hitting me on that pure like oh this is metal oh I'm got to go shoot some demons kind of way. But in terms of like actual story story, I'm like okay cool. Like it all feels background, which is what 
it, it seems like that's a lot of what they're going for but at the same time like there are certain locations you go to in this game where i'm like i don't even understand why i'm here like i don't know what like what this place is this heaven i don't know like, right, to, andy's, to andy's point it looks cool yeah it yeah. looks cool yeah yeah. There um, is this like, like super cool part though when you go to Mars and like this is a public thing. This was at Judges Week last year, so people already know about it. But like when you're like, how do I get to Mars? Uh, and yeah. the answer is, what if I got in a big cannon and just shot myself in there? And again, yeah. going back, going back to the humor of the game, I'm like, they can't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so fast <laughs> and furious, man. It's, it's so it's, fast and furious. It is so over the top, and if I just goddamn, I love it. If this had a GTO in it, it would be. It could actually be in the Fast and Furious. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I loved it. I think it. I cannot recommend it more. Uh, it's it's beautiful. It's fast. It's frenetic, and it just it feels damn good, man. If you it, it, there's so much uh, there's so much um, immediate satisfaction that the game that you can get from the game, whether it's just from doing a cool glory kill. I found myself trying to figure out every different angle to get a glory kill. Like there's so um, many. There's like there's, at least like right, three in front have, and like one behind for every yeah. monster. It's and great. Like, there's there's glory kills for like coming from the top of them, like yeah. landing oh, on yeah. monster and stomping them. Yeah. It's incredible. In a, in a similar way, I feel like when I beat Shadow of Mordor, when like you know how you how for that game, right? You like mess around with the Nemesis system and just messing around with that system itself was fun for me. It was so fun that I kept playing Shadow the game of within the game. Yeah, like it's yeah the game within the game. Like it felt so fun that after I beat that game, I was like, I'm just gonna keep playing because I really enjoy messing around with the system. I feel a similar way about Doom Eternal right now, where I want to just go back and play encounters. Like I don't necessarily want to like replay the whole game, but I want to go back. And I know there's like a battle mode or whatever. I don't know. I I didn't touch it at all. But like I want to just go back and play like like do like you know throw some chess pieces at me. Let me just shoot at them. Like that's how fun the actual systems and mechanics in this game are. Oh, uh, I, and so I like, sh- that's kind of where I'm coming at it from. We should say that we played this pre-release, which means that the servers were not on, so we couldn't do any of that like soulsy, like yeah. the person takes control of the monster and invades another world kind of thing. Yeah, we weren't able to do to do any of that. And then, have you, did you guys mess with battle battle mode at all? No, no I think no. that wasn't on either. Yeah, so. I don't think that's on. That yeah. on. Yeah. I tr- I think I tried to play it, but then like it searched for a match forever, so I just like gave up. I think that's the thing where it's like four people are monsters and one player is the Doomslayer, and oh, like cool. yeah, like that's a multiplayer mode, and that sounds like a good solution to how kind of not great Doom 2016's multiplayer was. But I don't know that I'm going to ever try that. Honestly, like once I finish the campaign, I feel like I'm I got out of Doom Eternal what I wanted to get out of Doom Eternal, and I think it was worth the sixty bucks to do that. I agree. I'm I'm a I as usual. I'm always like I love first person shooters. Don't get me wrong, but I. I always go back to Overwatch, and right now, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I'm so addicted to it. So, like, I don't find myself feeling the need to want to play this game's multiplayer, but who knows? I just depends on depends on one day. Like, if if it's one day during this um, this downtime that you all say, "Hey, we're hopping online, come join in," I'd be like, "All right, sure," but I, it's not something I'm seeking out or I'm super excited yeah. for. Andy, now you don't want to be a monster for, uh... with me. <laughs> I, no, not really. Not at all, actually. <laughs> now it's time for listener questions. You can write into patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free, just like Brett Harrison, who writes in and says, Doom Eternal, how difficult is it compared to the first one? I played the first one on Hurt Me Plenty and had a great time with it. Challenging, but not rage-inducing. 
I finished Doom 2016 on normal difficulty, I had to bump this down to easy pretty early, and I had to, for several boss fights, do the easy, easy mode, where they were like, just, you don't take damage, it's fine, whatever. There's that mode? Well, yeah. if you if you die twice, it gives you super te- sentinel armor. Oh. Like, oh! You take almost no damage. Wow. Um, I beat this game on normal, and I dropped to easy baby ass mode or whatever uh brit I'm too young what to the die. games calls it i dropped it to the yeah. easiest mode uh for i think two encounters um and then and then bumped it back up but no, it's I, it's hard exactly. i will say it's hard brett like i think this game is uh i think it's harder than the last one and it could just be maybe i didn't have the right the right flow i felt like it did in some moments but in some moments i felt like i was just uh, you know up against it all and i was yeah. like it's almost as somebody else was playing and i was just sitting watching like i felt so helpless in some moments yeah if you're between two monsters you're just fucked like you're not getting out of that situation yeah <laughs> yeah that was actually kind of frustrating there were a few times where like i was caught in the geometry between a few monsters that would like trap me in a corner and it's just like well i'm just done because like i somehow got myself in that situation yeah um, like at the end I of the would... game like that big set our section with tons of monsters if you yes. end up getting stuck like in any way, just as they move you around, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, Alana, Alana Pierce was, uh, told me she was playing it on a nightmare because she's a true gamer. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how you're doing it because it's just like, uh, I, I, I want to beat this game. That, that's what it came down to is where there were some moments where I, I probably could have beaten it on normal, sure. But yeah. on my sixth attempt, I was like, all right, I'm just kind of wasting time here. Like, I need to kind of get this going. Yeah, I just don't yeah. like to be that frustrated. I played it on easy predominantly. I I, just... I did the same thing as Andy, where I played it all on normal, but I did like two, maybe three uh, encounters on easy, and then bumped it back up. But that said, if I wasn't playing it for review, I probably would have kept it on normal, and that's kind of the way I pr- maybe recommend if pe- if people prefer playing this game on normal. That's I'd yeah. probably recommend keeping it there because like I feel that the satisfaction and like the galaxy brain moment of being able to kind of power through and like get that. I feel like a God moment in this game. I feel like it's so good. That said, like, you know, I, 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 I think there's something there to also wanting to feel like you want you want to feel the power fantasy of being able to murder all these demons. Oh, sure. I, I mean, I, I get, it, it does. Through. You do get that satisfaction from taking down a giant boss that is giving you a lot of issues. And like I did drop it to easy mode for two encounters, but they were about, three other ones that I thought about doing it <laughs> and I, yeah. and I powered through it and then I finally did it. And I like audibly said, yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, like I was just so mad at the goddamn Marauder with his stupid shield and the stupid dog and his fast ass legs. How's he so fast? Jesus. That guy's so fast. Have, Andy, you know why? Cause he's tall. Like it took forever. Yeah, it's true. He's got, I used to like, I used a super shotgun on him exclusively and it still took like, I want to yeah. say around 10 shots. Oh, I ended up switching to the, uh, the, precision bolt for it or the uh really? no i was like how'd you time the, that the the, the baluster or what's it called uh the arrow oh, blast the yeah the ballista oh. yeah i used the uh the the one the... I, I guess just the standard shot for it without charging it up yeah i used That's that smart. and it and like i would uh again That's you know smart. i fancy myself a pretty decent uh first person <laughs> shooter player but it, it it felt really really good to not only hit him in the head whenever he was coming at me but there are some enemies towards the end of the game, kind of like fodder enemies that uh, when you hit them in the head, they drop hell ammo. And mm-hmm. those always felt really, really good to nail those headshots. Yeah, I feel like those enemies are the ones that finally justified the precision precision bolt because 
I didn't use What's, that until what then. What the fuck's a precision bolt? I'm, I gotta look. I don't it's know. Like it's the sniper. mod for the assault rifle. Yeah, it's the if you. Uh, oh, the, the sniper. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yes. yeah. The sniper. Okay, gotcha. No, no, yeah. I I predominantly use the uh, the the ballast. I the ballista. I don't know what the fuck it's called. It was yeah. called the Aero Blast. I think was the actual gun name. Oh, oh gotcha. Is it not the ballista or something like that. He's talking about the ballista. Yeah. Oh wait, maybe I'm thinking the, the wrong. Aero, thing no, the Aero Blast is the secondary. Uh, okay. Of the ballista. Yeah. All right. Cool weapon. Cool as hell. I, I mean, it, it, every weapon looks so great. And one thing I really appreciated, design-wise, is uh, not only did the weapons look beautiful and like really nicely modeled and textured, but I love how on your ship there's like brick walls and shit. <laughs> like you're you're on a you're on a ship in space, and your walls are are brick and iron and stuff, or like stone walls it was just a really weird kind of silly ass doom thing yeah i use silly ass doom things put that on a shirt silly ass doom things i use the plasma gun primarily because it was such like if you got the right mods and upgrades for that thing it was ridiculous how strong it was which mod did you go with do you go with the one that like you can have a little shotgun blast at the end yeah if you i had one that if you do it a fully charged blast it then powers up the next like three seconds of the shot so basically like those big uh bull demons the doom hunters you just like completely unload on them, and you can kill them in just one uh, clip, basically. Mm. I loved uh, charging up the ballista to do the really wide shot. Yeah, oh, I didn't do that. that one. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Yeah, because I I ended up getting the upgrade to that that quickened up the recharge uh, and cooldown time. And yeah, if, if there would be six enemies in front of me, all rain, like whether it's a super demon or a little tiny just pawn or whatever, and I would just charge it up. And basically, Nick, it instead of shooting like that bolt uh, or like a single shot, line. Yeah. it gets like it becomes a giant horizontal line, and it just clears them out. It felt so awesome, <laughs> and it looked great as hell. Oh man, maybe I'll use that one from now on. Nail Biologist um, writes in and says, "Hey guys, one of the best features of Doom 2016 was the soundtrack. It fucking rocked and kept the gameplay fun, but after a while, it felt tiring and somewhat re- repetitive. After playing a good amount of the game." How is it in this version? Do they keep it fresh? Does it feel like it's really reacting to what you're doing and not an on-off switch like in the last game? Thanks, the biologist. I think it. I think it does. There were several moments where it the music cooled down and it felt very natural and very uh, organic. But uh, there were several moments where I'm kind of waiting in a battle and I put my control down and I pause it because I think I was ordering food. Uh, I didn't pause it. I just I left the game running. And it was playing like this sort of synthy music. And it's almost as if like the game wanted me to get to the next spot a lot faster. And I thought it I'd get to the next spot faster than I did. But I just sort of sat there idling. So when I got to the next battle, the guitar music kicked in. But in a way that it faded in kind of really weirdly. Where like it's just. And it kind of like it popped in in a way that it was like, oh, finally, fuck, he's here. Like. Yeah, we've been, been waiting, waiting for you to yeah. we've been waiting for you to get here, dog. Like I've been trying to start up this goddamn. I have my damn Ibanez guitar, and I thought you'd get here a lot sooner. Um, I, had the, I had the opposite though. I had I had moments where there was nothing in the environment, and it was pulse pounding metal in my ears to the point where I had to go in and just turn it down a little bit because I'm like, this is giving me this is jacking me up, and I'm just looking for like a one up. <laughs> I'm not even trying to kill anyone. <laughs> I had the, a thing like where I didn't know if a battle was over because the music kept going. And then at some point, it would like five or ten seconds later, it would just stop. I was like, okay, now I know the battle's over. It just took a while for the music to stop. 
I wish it would have been a bit more timely because I, I, I didn't get like that full catharsis from that move or that music ending and the battle ending. It's like I don't know if there's anything around here. I'm gonna keep searching around just in case. That's how all the Slayer gates end. We were like, there's still a couple like the minor demons left, but the music's still going. And you're like, do I really have to kill these? And then it, then the, the the icon pops up that says you did it, but the music's still going. And I'm like, well, I guess <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, done. I don't need to kill these other things. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think the music itself is great. Like the music itself, I think is as good as Dune 2016. But I'm kind of I'm, I'm with Emron that where like, yeah, there are moments where I would finish an encounter and the music would keep going. And I'm like, is am I still here? Like, what, what's going on? Are we still fighting? And then like a few seconds later, it calmed down and like, oh, OK, cool. We're, we're done here. Um, but overall, like, I think the soundtrack is still incredible. Oh, like, for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and but here's the thing. Like, it's one of those things where. I couldn't differentiate it from last Doom soundtrack. Um, yes, I was but it still fucking rules when you're in the middle of a battle and and you're hearing this goddamn drop B guitar uh, tune and it's just it's just nuts. It sounds so sick. Yeah. Before we wrap up, uh, any final thoughts on Doom Eternal? Play it. Everybody needs to play it. Yep. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. It is an it is an absolute must play. Like you have to play this game. It. It rules. It's gorgeous. It feels great, um, and I—you I, could just tell that there was so much passion poured into this goddamn game in every corner that you explore. You know, like there's there was so much love, and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like anything was half-assed at all. You know, like there's always there are always some moments in games where you could tell, oh, okay, maybe this area didn't get enough love because they have to put love in other areas, but. I think this game just top to bottom just absolutely kicks dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. I agree. I think there are certain points where the game maybe threw too much, like in, t- in terms of combat encounters and in terms of how many things are going on on screen and on the controller at the same, like in terms of that, I feel like there are moments where the game kind of maybe pushed things a bit too far and made it feel like, you know, like you, like it was overloading your brain in some sen- senses, but Overall, I feel like the, the whole the whole balance they had going as far as every combat situation feeling like a, a puzzle you need to solve, I think they they nailed it for the most part. And yeah, I think it's a definite must play for this year. Yeah, that's like that's not a thing you say casually either. It's like, oh, this really changed up FPS mechanics by making it a puzzle game, which is a, a really interesting idea that I don't think mo- most games really do these days. They yeah. made Doom, a, and we talked to Hugo Martin about this at the like at that preview event that he was saying like. They wanted to make it a thinking man shooter. They didn't want Doom to just be like the idea of just rip and tear, and that's the only thing that that you know about the game. They made it an actual, very deep game, which is shocking and honestly really laudable. Yeah, I I really enjoyed. Uh, obviously, the the combat and everything is super super great, but I I, I truly enjoyed the platforming. Like uh, because of how I had my controller set up, it just felt so great to to jump and dash through certain uh, once towards the end of the game, they started introducing a lot more obstacles. And I was like, fuck yeah, this feel like, I love this shit, man. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. I was not expecting this deep of a game and I'm, I was pleasantly surprised, even though it was frustrating at points. I'd rather that than what I encountered with doom 2016, which was that there wasn't enough meat on the bone for me. Really? Yeah. Whatever you think of doom eternal, it is never boring. That's no. for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, it, you know, uh, piggybacking off of that Doom 2016 comparison, right? Like, Doom 2016, I feel like it's so laser-focused on just the shooting and just the arenas. And, like, in comparison, Doom Eternal makes Doom 2016 feel a lot more simple. For a game where, if you ask me 
before I played Doom Eternal, I would have said that Doom 2016 is the best first-person shooter of this gen, which now, like, I, I guess I'd say, yeah, Doom Eternal, for me at least, is my favorite first-person shooter of, of this gen. Like, I think it takes everything that they established in Doom 2016 and just furthers and, and adds on it and makes it feel like makes it feel more of what it is or it's, it feels like the natural progression of what doom 2016 was kind of building towards so with Damn, that over over titanfall 2 Ooh. Yeah, yeah i wouldn't put it over titanfall 2, 2 personally really? but y'all would put over titanfall I, I love titanfall 2's campaign i I, th- I think what i enjoyed more about titanfall 2 is was the story uh and sort of the mind fuck moments uh in terms of you know level design um the the this game blew my mind aesthetically a lot, but story-wise, and, and it's mostly my fault because I'm just not a... Well, I mean, it's not like I'm a huge Titanfall fan either, so I can't even yeah. really say that. I but know, I, I, I agree that Titanfall... I guess Titanfall made me feel more and and showed me certain moments that I was like, whoa, that is fucking clever as hell. And, and this game just kind of more impressed me on more of a surface level of like, God, this is gorgeous. Holy shit, this is fun. Like, this game still fucking rules. Don't get me wrong. Like, at this point, we're sort of just mincing words here, but um, yeah, I, like a, I, I still yeah. love it. Titanfall it 2 is more of a power up. fantasy to me, and Doom is not. Like, Doom is, you're scratching and clawing for every inch you get, and that is a hell of a game design. It is absolutely a valid one. It's just not the one I prefer. Let's let's talk about the best first-person shooters of this generation in the post-show. <laughs> of course, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week, week four, sometimes five best friends gather around this table to talk about the big topic of the week we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time rip and tear